Hey everybody, Mitchell Hollis here with Run For God. And in this week's podcast, you're going to hear about some very exciting changes that are coming for the Run For God community. We're so excited about these changes, but I did need to make one clarification. All the changes that we're talking about, they're not going to happen overnight. These changes are going to take place over the next 8 to 12 months. And so we didn't want you to think that after this podcast, all these changes are going to be in effect because that's not the case. We're going to take our time. We're going to make sure we do this right. And we're going to keep you all updated as we go. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week. Actually, it's the second stop this week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I'm your running host, Dean Thompson. Well, we've been at this podcast thing for over three years, and we've never done a bonus episode until now. Don't you feel special? Uh, And why? Well, because it's a lot of work, right? There's a lot of work to put this together, but it's totally worth the extra effort today because we have the executive director. I think that is that your proper title? That is correct. Executive director of Upward Sports is here in Cahutta, downtown Cahutta, and we just couldn't pass up the opportunity to get him to talk about the Run for God community and to to the Run for God community and then how all of this Upward Sports and and all we're going to integrate all this stuff, right? So joining me also, as usual, is... Is Run for God founder Mitchell Hollis. So welcome, Kevin. Well, good morning, Dean, or good afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this. It's great to be with you. <laughs> yeah, we're so glad you're here. Um, so what do you think about Cahutta? I, I love Cahutta. I actually um, saw a sign that said it was the center of the universe, and um, <laughs> I, I believe that now. That's and so true. I think if you've eaten dinner at the Red Wolf, then you are officially a member of the community, so I would qualify. That's right. Yeah. The Red Wolf or the Cahutta General Store, either one. Yeah, yeah, and we're sitting in it. so That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he's he's officially immersed into Cahutta culture. That's yes. good. It's good stuff. Uh, welcome to the club. Thank you. It's an elite group. I see that. It's awesome. <laughs> so tell us about your family. So, yeah. So I'm married to uh, my wife, Deborah. I've been married 31 years, and uh, we were uh, high school sweethearts. We have four children, and uh, we have a, a bunch of children all over the place that were foster kids uh, over the years, and we adopted one of those. And so we've got three boys, and we adopted a daughter. She's our, our youngest, and um, they live all over the place now. And so uh, just blessed, really, with the family that I've got. Very grateful. Yeah. Do you get a chance to see them much? I, I do. Uh, our two youngest are 19 and 16. And um, uh, they they still live with us. The okay. other two are, are scattered. Our oldest son lives in Germany, and so oh, wow. with his work, and so um, he's done some time in Korea, and he's moving back to the states in February next year. So my wife and I are really excited mm-hmm. about that, and you know, we're hopeful that grandkids will be forthcoming. He's been married for a year and a half now. So. Well, good, good, good. Well, we. I know how you feel about the grandkids. You know, we've got two adopted grandkids, but but we don't have the natural grandkids at this point on one side of the family. On the other side, we've got four boys. So nice. That is, it's it's a lot of fun to watch them grow up. Um, so you have a unique background. That's for somebody that's in your position. Um, from from what. I've read and what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us kind of where you came from professionally and how you came to Upward Sports? Yeah, it's a it's a God journey, and I'm I'm grateful for it. Uh, I just want to lead off by telling uh, all the folks that are either watching or listening to this how grateful I am to be a part of Upward Sports and a part of Run for God now. And mm-hmm. so it's been great. Uh, it's been a great journey over the last three and a half years. I actually uh, sort of grew up in the New York Times culture. I was a part of the New York Times company for about 16 years, and was in their um, in their executive program to train uh, executives and was really fortunate to be mentored by senior level folks at the times and so um, that was a, a really uh, great uh, career for me for a number of years and uh, the, the former executive director at Upward Sports was actually in my small group at our church and so I co-lead a small group and have for a number of years and uh, he came up to me one day and he said uh, hey Kevin you know Susan and I are moving back to Burn 
Birmingham and just pray for Upward as they make this transition and we make this pray for us. And I said, man, I'd be honored to do that. And uh, that was Sunday. About Wednesday, I just could not quit thinking about it. And I said, hey, I, I, need, I need to meet with you and have a conversation. So we met at Panera Bread and I said, I, I feel like God might be calling me to apply for that position at Upward. And he said, are you serious? And I said, yeah, I think so. I just can't quit thinking about it. And I didn't even have a resume. I had been, I had been in the media business my whole life. You know? yeah. And so, um, he said, well, I would love that upward needs you. And I thought, well, I don't know about that, but I'd love to have the opportunity to look at it. So I went home and told my wife, I'm going to actually apply for this role. And she kind of looked at me sideways. And we obviously we knew and loved upward. Our kids played upward when we lived in Asheville, North Carolina. And so I was familiar with, with the, with the organization. And, uh, over the period of a couple of months, it, um, it just progressed. And, um, I got a call from the, the, uh, the HR director and she said, Hey, there's this you and one other guy that uh, we're down to. And he started out with a couple hundred applicants. And I told my wife, I said, this is scary. I might actually get this job, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, God, God's hand was in it. And, um, you know, there have been times in my life where I have questioned, am I, am I doing what God wants me to do? I, I've never questioned that God's called me mm. to upward sports. And it's been a great blessing for three and a half years now. Wow. Right. Do you find that that background helps you? At, at Upward Sports? Yeah, you know, the board was, uh, by the way, I, I'll brag on our board. They're, they're incredible. I'll brag on our team, and you guys are part of that team now. The, the team is incredible. Um, the, the board was really looking for someone who um, who, who obviously loved the Lord, um, um, but I, I, I wasn't a pastor. I've never been a pastor. I, you know, I grew up in the business world, um, but they wanted someone who could apply business principles in a Christian way, and so we, we've been doing that for about three and a half years now, and um, God God's got his hand on us. We're, we want to honor him in everything we do and honor our mission, which is his mission and his heart to see people discover Christ. And so that he's honored that. And we want to continue to make sure we do that. And he's been blessing the company overall upward for the past few years. I mean, we're on a, a great trajectory, right? Yeah, we really are. It's, um, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, Dean, one of the things that I pray continually, continuously is that God, I want you to just do something only you can get glory for. Mm. And he's done that. He, he He's he's done that and so um, we can't take credit for what's happening up where God clearly has his hand on the ministry and we feel fortunate in that regard we um, we added over 15,000 children over prior year this past year that, that's wow. 15,000 children and uh, a couple of adults for each child that are now going to hear the gospel through sports that may or may not have heard that before they played upward mm-hmm. and so that's a real blessing for us it gives yeah. me goosebumps yeah. just to yeah. think about yeah it. the company the company the ministry is in great financial health but that's not why we exist we, we exist to see people encounter Christ and there mm-hmm. is a there's an urgency that I feel for us to reach this generation because you guys look around you see what's happening in the world you see what's happening in our country but the gospel's never changing the gospel never changes Amen. and that that message never changes so Amen. we're excited about what god's doing and we're looking forward to pressing ahead and you guys are a big part of that well we're so we're so happy to be a part of it too we're excited this is really exciting for us so some people listening may or may not know uh what upward sports is can you just give us a a quick and dirty let's talk about what upward sports is sure sure well upward sports was founded in 1995 by a man named kaz mccaslin Actually, I was in Fuddruckers at a men's Bible study two weeks ago and ran into his wife. And what a, what a blessing for us to be able to follow, uh, in the footsteps of someone who listened to God's call yeah. and, and acted. Yeah. And so I, I actually have told him every time a person comes to Christ through upward, he, him and his family have a part in that, even though he's yeah. not with the ministry anymore. And so, uh, so the, uh, the, the ministry started in 95 and, um, over the period of those 28 ish years, We've had over seven million children to participate in upward sports, and so wow. what, what we do in a nutshell is we partner with churches across America to help them through our programming and our experience to do us to do a sports league, whether it's basketball or flag football or soccer or baseball or softball or volleyball or something generic. Um, we have programming that can help them to run uh, sports leagues. Uh, uh, Travis Vaughn, who's on our leadership team, he he likes 
likes to say, and it's accurate, uh, we we make the the complicated simple. Yeah. And so we know that churches are in decline, uh, sadly, across America, and pastors are coming to this realization that I've got to do something to get my church to grow, my church to reach my community. Yeah. I, I, I believe there's not a better way to do that than through sports, whether it's running or Amen. one of our other sports. And so I know I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir when I'm talking to the group, the folks listening to this. Yeah. yeah, but but you're right. You're right. That's such a great uh, way into people's hearts. I mean, it, it, I mean, people love sports. Like it's for a lot of people. Uh, I, I imagine that come into to upward sports, it's sports is number one in their life, mm-hmm. and we're trying to change that. Yeah, but I, that's a <laughs> great, that's that, great point. Right? Yeah, Barna Research says that 95% of Americans interact with sports in some way every day. You play it, you watch it, you, you listen to it, you read about mm-hmm. it, you know, you talk about it mm-hmm. every day. And so, you know, as I mentioned, the gospel doesn't change, doesn't change. And so, um, you know, God, God's word is settled, but we can use sports to get people encountered. Uh, with that gospel absolutely do you struggle with motivation to exercise are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you the run for god run club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter healthier you stop trying to get into better shape and do it with the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face Whether you are participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or any of our other challenges, or you're just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at runforgod.com. Well, it's no exaggeration to say that we're really excited, right, Mitchell? We've, this has been such an exciting, just the last couple of months. Have it's just been a been lot of fun like, so far. It has. Mm-hmm. It's been busy and crazy and just a big joy for us to be a part of all of this. So um, let's talk about Run for God's role now at Upward Sports and, and, and how maybe how all this came together. So how did... How did you come to know about Run for God? Yeah, well, I think this will probably be a Kevin and Mitchell story. Yeah. Um, so I had not shared with our team that I was praying about uh, acquiring or merging with um, a running ministry. And I went to Teresa, my assistant, and I said, hey, I want you to look and compile some ministries across America that we might be able to look to partner with to grow our audience and grow our reach. And, you know, the, the, the idea for us is to continue to spread the gospel in as many ways as we can through sports. And I, I went online and I searched uh, running and God and run for God came up. And I started reading about Mitchell's story and I saw the video on the website and I thought, man, these these guys are in line and in tune with the heart of God. And I, I saw that and I thought that this would be a great opportunity. And so I, I called and I got uh, Mitchell's voicemail and I'll let you take it from there. Well, the part Kevin doesn't know is that our history with Upward goes back many, many more years. In 2013, uh, my wife and I, Holly and I, we actually went to Spartanburg and met with Kaz, the gentleman that Kevin just mentioned, um, because we had met at a a recreation ministry function, and um, we met him, and he asked us to come up, and we spent a day with him and, and really got to get immersed into what upward was because honestly and it's no secret we've said this before we don't we don't reinvent the wheel we look at others who have been successful in what we're doing and we try to emulate what they do mm-hmm. and so upward is one of those they've always been a, a benchmark for us because they're very similar in programming to what we do um, and so we've looked to them for many years so what Kevin didn't know is that I had been in his office before <laughs> and many years ago and so um and one thing that my wife has always said, I think I said this on the podcast with with Travis, is that ever since we met with um, yes. the Upward folks back yeah. in 2013, Holly has made the made the comment, one day Upward is going to call. And you know, I've always kind of said, you know, whatever, you know, because yeah. we we've said for many years that we're kind of at that tipping point. We're we're at the point where we feel like we've got our programming right. We've we've kind of learned how to do all this by many many mistakes, 
but we're kind of at the point where we're we're ready to grow and but we've never really had the resources to do that and so for that reason holly has always said one day upward's going to call they have the resources to really take this ministry to places that we can't even imagine yet and so i come in one day this has been several months ago gosh i guess it was late spring yes and uh early spring and Holly said, there's a message on the, the Run for God voicemail. Um, it's from Kevin Drake from Upward Sports, and they're ready to merge. And I just I kind of laughed at her, and I thought, you know, okay. And uh, so I didn't have a clue what Kevin was wanting. So I pick up the phone, and I, I walk outside, and I call Kevin. Well, God knows my love language. My love language is bluntness. <laughs> and uh, so... <laughs> I, I I introduced myself to Kevin. We had a few little pleasantries, and Kevin said, Mitch, I'm just going to get right to the point. He said, I just want to know if you guys have any interest at all in merging with Upward Sports. And immediately I'm thinking, okay, how much did Holly pay him to say it that way? <laughs> you know, what is going on here? And he started to share with me his heart and kind of the things he just said, and, and I knew God will give you peace mm-hmm. when it's right. And that's a good word. Mm-hmm. There was, I mean, I, I I said I need some time to think about this, but I didn't. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he said it, I knew that okay, God, it's time. And so, I mean, things happened. Gosh, I mean, you hear about mergers like this, and it can take years sometimes. Mm-hmm. It took literally weeks. Yeah, and it was yeah, done. Yeah, God worked it all out. Yeah, and looking at it from from my side of things, watching that happen between you guys, it was clear on your face on the outside, like like you. Yeah, felt I think you it and I ran inside. together the next day, and I'm like, "You're never going to believe who called." And it's like, it. Th- God just God opened the doors. You know, we pray yeah. for those street lights. You know, God. So many times we get ahead of God and we go into darkness. God is light; He's constant. But we go out into the darkness and try to mm-hmm. help God out. And but this is one of those street lights that He just lit up, and it's yeah. like go there, and yeah. and we did. And, and I thank God that we did because um, I just can't tell you how excited I am about what's to come. And and you know, I think. One thing that that they had a concern about early on is is my 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 stance with this ministry. Yes, God allowed Holly and I to start this thirteen years ago, mm-hmm. but it's never been ours. Mm-hmm. And, and you've that, said that for years. Yeah, it, it's not ours, and and because we said this, you and I are not smart enough to do what we're doing right here, right now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just not. We're not smart enough to make this happen. God God is the one that's made all this happen. We're just, we've had the the luxury of having a front row seat to watch it happen. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So, Kevin, uh, Run for God is, has been, obviously, we're in the middle of putting, there's, gosh, all the work that's being put mm-hmm. in on, on sure. both in Cahutta here through with us and, and the folks that are supporting and, and trying to, to help us figure out how to make this thing work going forward. It's pretty cool. But in the future, are there other are there other adult-oriented? Because that's the one thing about that's different about us is mm-hmm. we have adults. You've always done things that are kid-related. So there's a lot of – Mitchell and I were talking just last week about just on the – computer side of things how difficult that is one that one little thing makes such a huge difference Mm -hmm. right so there's a lot to go on but are you looking at other sports and other adult sports going forward yeah so a couple of things one is we're looking for any opportunity to help us expand our mission and we're we're in a great position uh our, our board and our team uh, that includes you all to be able to, um, to, to, to be sensitive to any door that God wants to open. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that might look like in the future, mm-hmm. but we're open to that. We yeah. want to be sensitive to where He leads us. And so there are, uh, there's no plan right now. We don't, we're not in the middle of an acquisition or a merger. We, we're not talking to anyone per se, uh, but we're, op- we're open to that. I think for the folks listening to this, I, I want, I want all of your audience to know that um, our, our goal is to take all the great things that you guys have done over the years and figure out, to Mitchell's point, how we can come and undergird those and help and support you. And you know, so some of the programs may look different, but um, we, we're excited about the opportunity to help uh, all, 
all of your folks on this journey. This journey. So, um, and I'm sure when you, and maybe we've already addressed this at least to some degree, but Run for God checked off certain boxes that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So when you are, when those those organizations are coming, what are the things that you're looking for in an organization, and what was it about Run for God that checked off those boxes that said, okay, this is the this is the right thing? Yeah, um, we don't make decisions based on feelings, although this felt right from the very beginning. And I, I've teased Mitchell before. I said, hey, I want Holly praying for me about everything because if she <laughs> if she knew 13 years ago that I was going to be calling in 13 years, like, hey, we need her. Praying for all of us, Amen. And so, having said that, the um, you know, the, what what I, what we look for is n- number one: does it align with our ministry? Does does it align with the gospel? We um we we have community guidelines. We are um we're a non denominational ministry. We partner with all kinds of churches across America. I mean, there, there's a bunch of them, right? Um, but the reality is, uh, they have to be aligned with the gospel. So that was number one. And clearly, you guys uh, with with Run for God are aligned with the gospel. The, the, the number two is. Uh, is it scalable? You know, we're a national ministry with uh, with a lot of reach, and so I think last count we're in about forty seven states. And so we want to make sure that whatever we do is scalable because, again, our mission says promote the discovery of Christ through sports. Can we continue to do that in a meaningful way? And you guys check that that box out. And then thirdly, as a, as a ministry, you know, we we support and pay our team members based on um, you know based on product offerings that we're able to partner with folks on. And so you know, clearly, you guys have been doing. That supporting this ministry uh, mm-hmm. as well, and so we don't. We don't. For us, it's not about financials. It is about it's about the number of people that we can impact with the gospel. Yeah. And you guys clearly have done and are doing that. Yeah. So I think it's important for the folks that these the Run for God members that have been Run for God folks for years and and are support and and maybe they're a little apprehensive about what's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But you guys are seeing value. It's not just that you guys are going to add value to us, but Run for God is adding some value to to upward in in the what I mean by that is with the adult offerings and other things that's that's kind of teaching you guys some stuff too right it, it is and uh, I, you know I told Mitchell from the very first conversation this is not about how we can merge with you guys and make you better this is about how we can partner together to reach more people for Christ yeah and so we don't come into any situation thinking that we've got it all figured out just the opposite we want to learn with every interaction we have with every person and so I would say for your for your run for God listeners that our our goal is to meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- whether you, if you, even if you're listening to this and you happen to come across it and you're not a Christian, we want to meet you where you're at mm-hmm. and, and tell you how much God loves you and that he, he sent his son to die for you. If you are listening to this and you're a Christian and you've been with RFG for a number of years, we want to find a way to meet you where you're at. You know, if you're, if you're still on the couch, uh, at, we want to meet you where you're at. If you're a marathon runner, we want to meet you where you're at and, and help you along with that journey. And the good news for us is, and I'll tell you, it's a little bit of a, a co- real comfort for me, is that you guys sitting here and your team are eminently qualified to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, what we want to do is come along beside you and offer the resources that we have to expand the gospel. Yeah. So how much do you think Run for God is going to, that's a big question for every, from everybody. Mm-hmm. How much do you think Run for God is going to, I know we don't know. Hundred percent. Yeah. How much do you think it's going to change a year from now? Two years. Yeah, we're in the process right now, as you all know, because you're the tip of that sword of looking at programs and offerings and experiences. Because really, what we do is sports experiences mm-hmm. that that include a gospel reach, um, and figuring out how we can um, look at those and maybe enhance them and be more specific along wherever someone's at in their journey. Um, at this point, it's just too early to say what that will look like. Yeah. I'd be premature because none of us sitting here really know exactly what we do know is that we're going to make enhancements and we're going to make the experience our goal is to make it better than it's ever been and i think mitchell you can speak to that you know as well yeah i i think one thing i want to say before i speak to that is you know when we finalized everything kevin asked me to be on the on the leadership team at upward and I've gotten to see firsthand that what Kevin is saying is not just words. I've gotten to see kind of behind the curtain a little bit that, yes, we go into these meetings and, and we talk about, you know, the the finances and things like that, that you, you've got to steward a ministry right. But that's not the bulk of the meeting. Mm-hmm. The bulk of the meeting is how we can reach people for Christ. What are we doing? How can we penetrate communities to reach people for Christ? And that 
that was a relief to me because yeah. you know honestly you you don't know when you're going into these these type situations but i mean i have no doubt that god paid this way he knows our heart and i think our heart is completely aligned with what they're doing on on the change front you know when we had uh travis on here travis was the first one uh, travis is over um all the marketing and upward he's kind of been yeah. my counterpart that's really helped us come mm-hmm. in he's been great but when travis was on here we we said there's a lot of unknowns we just yeah. don't know and there still are today but there are a few knowns uh and because we're going through those right now and and the the biggest known is one thing that we've been unable to do in the past because we're a ministry of five you know five team members is to kevin's point he wants to meet people where they're at well, we've never really done that effectively. We've our focus has always been the five K challenge is where everything starts, you right. know. And for that, I mean, and that's where this ministry was founded. It was founded with mm-hmm. twenty two people at Grove Level Baptist Church who had never run in their life. Mm-hmm. That's where this ministry started. Mm-hmm. But through the years, we've we've understood that we need to meet people where they're at. But we've been unable to do that not because we don't know how to effectively do it, but because the systems, the mm-hmm. the staff, we just we don't have enough people to do that. I'm not smart enough. They they have some team members, Brian and Les, on their team that, I mean, they can, they're in a different stratosphere <laughs> yeah. from me when it comes to systems and technology and and really that's what Run for God has turned into. It's turned into a very uh, systems based ministry. Yeah. And like like Kevin said, we want to make what people do. We just want to make it. We want to help them do it easier. And so we've got a lot of systems coming into place, but we are in the future. I, I can't say when, hopefully next year sometime, but we're going to be able to meet that runner who runs 40 miles a week and is you know, qualified for Boston. That We've always looked at that person as a coach. Right. Well, what if that person doesn't want to be a coach, but they want to be part of this ministry? Historically, yeah. we've never really had a, a great place for them. And from a... From a broad stroke, that's what we're working on changing right now is mm-hmm. to take that believer who's ran Boston before. They have a place in this ministry. For that yeah. non-believer who has never run before, they have a place in this yeah. ministry. And that's that's probably the biggest change that's going to happen over the next 12 months is, is creating places for those people to live and, and communicate with, with other like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Well, and watching it from the from my side of things in helping to move in that direction, man, oh, man, it's so exciting yeah. to, to watch it kind of taking form right now um, is really, really exciting. And I think, I, I know, there's no question that if you're out there and you're listening, you're a little apprehensive, this is going to be so exciting. A year from now, you're going to be going, I don't know why I was ever worried. If, if in fact, you are worried today, I mm-hmm. guarantee you. Yeah. Um, so... Here's a big question, right? Uh, if if you're watching this and not just listening to it, you notice that we have on some T-shirts. Mm-hmm. They're a little different than any T-shirts we've had before. And so um, one of the questions we've had is, is, is the name Run for God going to change? Mm. So, Mitchell, do you want to well, speak let, to that? Let me tell a story before I answer that. The answer is yes. But... Um, I've, I've, you've heard this story before. I don't, I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast, but, uh, my family, we were camping. We used to have an RV and we were camping years ago, probably 12 years ago, 10, 10, 12 years ago. And I was watching a sermon, uh, a crusade, Billy Graham crusade from 1958, I think. It was black and white. You know, it was the old school, which is, which is what I love. You know, mm-hmm. George Beverly Shea and Billy Graham. It's just, that's heaven for me. You love old preaching, but you don't love old movies. Just I love old preaching. I love old singing, but I don't like old movies. <laughs> okay. So I was watching this, and you know, the it was black and white, and they were panning the crowd, and, and Billy Graham is up there, and he's he, in a three-piece suit. They pan through the crowd, and, and every man in the crowd has on a three-piece suit. I mean, they're dressed. Every woman had a, a dress down to her ankles on and, and hair pulled up, and Everything in that scene looked drastically different than it does mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to a Will Graham crusade of today, which is mm-hmm. which is Franklin's son. 
if you if you watch video of a Will Graham crusade and the the and, and with Billy Graham you had George Beverly Shea singing "Come as I Am" at the altar call and and but fast forward to today in a Will Graham crusade they they pan the crowd. Will Graham doesn't have a three piece suit on. Mm-mm. No man in the crowd has a three piece suit on. Every woman in the crowd has doesn't have a dress on down to their ankles and you have Lecrae or Toby Mac hopping around on the stage everything is different everything about the picture from from grandfather to grandson has changed but if you close your eyes one thing hasn't changed the message yeah and because we've had all kind of conflict in our churches over through the years music being one of the biggest ones mm-hmm. people are resistant to change and my statement is as long as the message doesn't change the method should yeah we we have to evolve as a ministry to meet people where they're at mm-hmm. and that looks different than it did 20 years ago yeah and but the the message can't change the method should mm. so to that point um, when we when we decided to to go through with this merger with upward um, I said at this table mm-hmm. I said when we were all talk because we talked about it as a team we prayed about it you know we just wanted to make sure that this was was right mm. and mm. one of the first questions I asked this team was what if we need to change the name I remember it like it was yesterday to me, that was my biggest gut check. Mm-hmm. I, I had to check my heart mm-hmm. with this because Run For God has been my baby. Mm-hmm. you know. And I did that for y'all. I did that for myself as much as I did for y'all because I needed to figure out, when I said that out loud, how was I going to feel? Yeah, I had complete peace about it. Yeah, And I will say that going into the whole merger talks and, and paperwork – that topic was never brought up by the upper folks from Kevin on down. Right. It's like it was the 800 pound elephant in the room. Yeah. You know, it's like it. Do we need to do this? Don't we need to do this? But it was never. It was never pushed. You know, you talked about you. You come from an HR background and and mergers. Everybody mm. says one thing, and then the day that I mean, the ink's not even dry on the paper, and everything. Yep. Changes. That wasn't. That wasn't how it was with Upper. I mean, Kevin has pretty much said, y'all do what you've been doing. Do it. You know, my, one of my big things is I'm not moving to Spartanburg. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is this is my – they said do everything from from Dalton, from Varnell, from Cahutta. Do everything like you're, you're, you're doing it. We're here to enhance and build. But I just started sensing from God very quickly that I didn't want it to be Upward and run for God. Yeah, I just we're coming together as a family. When 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 you marry your spouse, yeah. My my wife is not Holly Elkins, right? My wife is Holly Hollis, and for that reason, I, we we had a kind of a works. What did we call that? It's a workshop. Workshop mm-hmm. where we were just throwing out different ideas. We had upward team members there. We had run for God team members there, and then we had participants of both ministries and and some of the staff and it really never got brought up there until the last day and i was the one that said it i said (laughs) i just want to let everybody know that it feels like to create the unity and and what we're trying to do here the name needs to change yeah Mm. and i even kind of sketched on a on a piece of paper it's not what the logo is now um, we've had some much smarter people working on that, but I, <laughs> I kind of drew sticky in with upper because I, I think that is a great combination. Upper always has, you know, whatever the sport is, kind of the bottom right of their logo, and we could have put a running man, but I thought how fitting 
would it be to put Sticky? Because Sticky is kind of endearing to everybody listening to this. Mm-hmm. Some, you either love him or you hate him. You know, I'm thinking of the Rebecca's out there that wish we would have got rid of him years ago. <laughs> well, and there's some people probably listening that don't know what Sticky is. So Sticky is the Run for God mascot. He's, right. he's the little running guy uh, that you see on all the Run for God shirts. It says Run for God, and then you got the running character down below. That We call That's him Sticky. sticky. We have right. Pinky, which is his female counterpart. Um, but Sticky's been around since day one, and I just thought it would be a great fit to to marry these two together. Upward running, what this does is you're seeing upward running, but it also gives us the freedom going forward to one thing that is that has come into our ministry over the past few years that we see as a humongous opportunity. Um, some would argue more of an opportunity than the running is the walkers. Right. Well, we have struggled for a couple years now of how do we give them their own lane? I say them. I'm one of them now. Mm-hmm. I am a walker. How do we give the walkers their own lane? Well, there will be a upward walking. Yeah. It'll have its own, you know, landing page on the website. We're, you know, we kind of did it with a walking T-shirt this past April with Val and Tom. They were here. They got the first walking T-shirts from, from Ireland. Um, but this is going to who knows what it might be upward something else in the future you know yeah. i have a triathlon background who yeah. knows yeah. i'm not saying that's going to happen but who knows right but this gives us the ability to be much more malleable with with the programming that we're doing um but to the point of the the billy graham sermon if you open our books if you look at our programming if you sit in a leadership meeting, if you if you join us at any of our team meetings, the heart behind Upward Running is identical to the heart behind Run for God. Okay. Nothing there is changing. And and I know there's going to be mixed feelings about Upward Running, but I'm asking you to get on board with this um, because it's important and and we see we see the benefit of Upward Sports as an organization really giving us the tools to catapult this ministry in a way that we can't even imagine right now. And it's not because we want numbers. To Kevin's point, it's we want to reach more people with the gospel. Right now we have chapters 9 and 10. That may look a little different going forward, but ultimately we want to get them to the gospel presentation. And that's what's important. Amen. Amen. So, Kevin, what are your thoughts on the change from Run for God to upward running and upward walking? Yeah, it was interesting to kind of watch that journey take place. And um, what what I didn't want to do was come in and, 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 to your point, Mitchell, and try to force something that we thought might be better until we actually had time to spend together mm-hmm. and see what might come of that. And so uh, I think the team at large uh, just sort of came to that conclusion uh, after that in that workshop. And I remember uh, Mitchell handed me a Post-it note that had a sim- somewhat similar logo on it. And and um, I thought, you know, to me, it was confirmation that God was in the middle of all of this because it would be very easy for Mitchell to have founders syndrome. I mean, God's blessed run for God. It's been a, an amazing ministry and it still is that has reached a lot of people in a lot of great ways. And you guys, the folks listening to this, there's a lot of engagement and people love the ministry. And so anytime you start thinking about something different, it can be a little uncomfortable. But for us, it really wasn't uncomfortable because it, it seemed like a natural fit for us to partner together mm-hmm. and um, you know there's this notion do you have any sacred cows and uh, it's just a, just a saying and Mitchell said from the very beginning I don't we don't have any sacred cows and I thought well we're going to see if the name changes and and I just love your heart Mitchell and how uh, clearly you want God's best for the people listening to this and so do I yeah amen Would you like to experience the Bible in a different way than you've ever done before? Well, you can join me, Coach Dean, as I read through the entire Bible every day for a full year. You don't want to miss hearing this transplanted Southern boy try to pronounce those biblical names now, do you? It may be good for a laugh. In addition, I share running and walking tips and some inspirational quotes along the way. Get your daily dose of the Bible from a runner's perspective in the Run for God Run Club Walk Through the Bible. You must be a member of the Run Club to get access. So if you're not a member, join today. If you are a member, just find a Walk Through the Bible under the Nationwide Challenge tab.
back. And, you know, we've always included walkers with open arms. You just mentioned that. And it's been, um, well, it's always been called run for God. But what you mentioned upward walking mm-hmm. and, and how important it is. Does that mean that we're going to be a lot more purposeful in catering to those folks who want to talk about walking? I think I think it does. I think yeah. everything we're working on right now, even our meeting after this podcast, we're going to be talking about the programming side and, and having very specific plans and education for walkers is important because, you know, we've been trying to – one thing that you and I have been trying to dispel over the past two years is that somehow walking is less than, you know, and, and runners – there's, there's a lot of runners out there who they run, but they may rather be walking. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of like when I used to run down Cleveland Highway. You know, Cleveland Highway is great um, uh, accountability road because running down Cleveland Highway, there's a chance I know at least 20% of the people driving by. <laughs> You're probably right. And I was, I was never going to be caught dead walking because that's just – but – I think what God has impressed on my heart, you know, through injuries and things, he, he's brought me to the point a couple of years ago of I had to walk. I couldn't run. And what I think what he impressed on my heart is that the way I thought about walking, not that I thought bad about the person walking, but, you know, we had this, well, you're not, you're not running, you're walking. That's Okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but our our culture, our society, especially the running uh, society, the running uh, what am I trying to say? The running community, you know. There's this stigma of well, if you're not if you're not running, if you're walking, you're not really part of us, and that's just not true. And that's what we're trying to change here is. <laughs> Upward running, upward walking. We're all, but we can all coexist together. It's not like us and them. It's it's kind of like upward. It's not run for God and upward. We're, we're all we all need to coexist together and come together unified to share the gospel. It doesn't matter if you're a walker or you're a runner. I actually enjoy walking now. I love it. You know, I, I want to get back to to running at some point, but I love walking. And there's nothing wrong with that. And when you look at the potential to reach people for Christ, much larger audience. It's it's a larger audience than running, even. So we're th- that more than doubles right. the number of folks that we're looking at reaching out to. But right? if you look, I mean, if you just take a quick Google search, there's really no no communities out there for walkers, and That's that right. really just blows my mind. So it's it's a huge opportunity that we see that we want to we want to penetrate because many of those walkers. Are, are secure in their faith, and they can they can take the materials that we have and go into their communities and share Christ with other people. Mm-hmm. That's that's the goal. Yeah. I mean, every yeah. we use running and we use walking, but that's simply a means to an end. The right. end mm-hmm. is sharing the yeah. gospel with lost and dying world. Absolutely. I would add to that, Mitchell, when you think about um, groups. And so um, at, at my church, our small groups or life groups, we, we still in some places call them Sunday schools, um, you know, usually paired with people who are in the same kind of sort of life stage that you're in. And so they're, right. you're, you're sort of like-minded in that regard. And so I, I, I see what we're going to do here in very in very similar fashion. And so the walking piece, if you're a walker, if you're a marathon runner, we want to convene communities of people who are at that stage so we as i said earlier we meet people where they're at and so that would this i would say to all all your listeners our viewers i think ultimately you're going to be very happy with mm-hmm. where we all land in mm-hmm. terms of our experiences that you can have and so if you're an ultra marathon runner you know that that monthly run club uh experience it can be really beneficial for you and you know you may be paired with a grouping that's very similar to what to where you're at in yeah. your in your life stage and your and in your running stage or to your point, Mitchell, in your walking stage, sure. and so it's about it's about the love of the outdoors and love of walking or running, and the love of the gospel, and that's mm-hmm. what you guys have done so well for 13 years. And I think we can just sort of drive that down to a more specific place where people are at. Sure. And so, yeah, it's really exciting. You know, the other thing that excites me too, and the, the walkers are going to be a pretty big focus right up front. That's mm-hmm. going to be something that's going to be important to us. But we're also we're all the way from. The folks that just enjoy walking and, and having a community for those folks, and now we're moving towards as well at some point, um, really embracing people who like you mentioned before want to qualify for Boston, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to have something 
for all of those communities yeah. at some point. And that's really exciting to me because I'm I'm the other guy. I'm I'm you're the walker. Mm-hmm. You're on one end of the spectrum. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. You know, it's how fast I run is important to me. Mm-hmm. Sure. And there are others out there that are important. Now, obviously, uh, God is more important to me, but. There's a lot of people out there that just want to run faster, and, well, and we're looking forward to those. And God's what unifies us. You know, yeah. I said one thing that I've always loved about this ministry is, you know, and and this is another thing that's that's going to be changing that, that we need to say is, you know, COVID kind of killed our church model. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it just did. You know, we were we were on a trajectory, and then I'll never forget. You know, the end of March, first of April. It's like everything dried up, but God knew what was happening. It, it yeah. just so happened that episode two A of this podcast was the COVID edition. He, yeah. he knew what he was doing, and and the the introduction of Run Club. But the church model is coming back, and yeah. the church model is what Upward does best. It's what they've been doing for years with the sports. I mean, my kids have been through Upward. I I know how seamless that is. Ours has always been a little bit clunky in the past. It's we've we've never had the right systems in place. That is going to change. That, yeah. Now that's going to be probably later next year. But that that is all coming back. But what I love about this ministry is if you go into any church USA that's teaching a Run for God class, you're sitting in the room with potentially a nine year old and an eighty year old. Right, and the life experiences and the dynamic in that room is just something you don't see. You don't really see it in the church anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's where we've gotten as churches. Right. Everybody has their own place. Mm-hmm. Every, you're either a single adult, or you're married, or you're in the youth, or you're senior adult, or whatever. And even in the sanctuary nowadays, which used to bring people together, now we have contemporary service and traditional service, and all those are good things. But run for God. Because it's so broad, it's a lifestyle sport. You have all backgrounds, all ages, both genders, all in one class, and getting because that eighty-year-old, I've heard it. Mm-hmm. They learn just as much from those young people mm-hmm. as those young people learn that's, from those senior adults, and that is such a cool dynamic. And that—that's what's cool about this ministry. And now to broaden that out to walkers and runners. It just makes it. It just. It's a recipe for a pretty special small group, mm. and that's yeah. that's one of the big things that we didn't mention earlier that that is coming back, but it's going to be coming back much better. Yeah, you know? I can't wait yeah. to see with the stuff that we've been working on. It's just really exciting to see yeah. where we're headed. And so again, if you're if you're apprehensive at all, sit tight. You, it, it takes time to put all these things together, mm-hmm. and, yeah. we're, and we're working on it. But in the end, oh, you're going to be so excited. Yeah, the, the, uh, I, I would add the sports experiences that we have inside of churches are really second to none. You know, mm-hmm. God, God's blessed us. We're, we are the, the world's largest recreational sports ministry in the world. And the reason we are, I believe, is God's hand's been on us. And the reason that churches partner with us is because we make those experiences easy for them. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to this, and you uh, at some point, you'll have an opportunity in, in your church to be able to adopt the, the new Upward Run program, which will be very beneficial to you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that piece as well as you know scaling and developing the Run Club with you guys. Yeah. I- I guarantee you, for those instructors out there, and I'm sure we have some folks that have been an instructor in Run for God classes in the past, you're going to love yeah. what you're going to see. Well, and how cool is it going to be going forward? You know, because this is, I'll never forget the day Kevin called, this is immediately what went through my head. You know, Run for God has been taught in somewhere around 6,000 communities around the world, uh, mostly churches. They've been it's been taught in prisons and schools. But for those churches, how cool is it going to be going forward to have a upward basketball program going on? And where historically all those parents are on the sidelines or in their car, you know, whatever. It's it's a lot of time that your kids are at those programs, whether it's upward soccer or. or uh, football or or basketball what whatever the program is how cool would it be to have upward running going on at the same time mm-hmm. yeah. that's going to be where the magic can really happen is now we have something where we've only historically had something for adults kids have always been welcome mm-hmm. um 
and Upward has always historically had something for the kids to have both those things going on in the church. And so the kids are learning the principles of combining sport with their faith and learning those parallels at the same time mom and dad's in a running class, learning the same principles that their kids are learning. That's a really cool opportunity. Mm, I was reminded of that recently, Mitchell. I was up in uh, Anchorage, Alaska, visiting mm. a church, that uh, upward church up there, and um, found out that they have a Run for God program also. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of neat to be up there. And, and so it's and, happened and, a few times and, already. Yeah, and see that reach. By yeah, Right, right. Yeah. And now we'll just be a lot more intentional about yeah. that. So, yeah. That's awesome. You know that moment when you're running and you settle into that perfect pace and then the next song comes on? Don't let that happen again. With the new J Radio, you can trust us to make sure that the next song in your playlist will help you keep up that pace. Check out the Radioactive Station on J Radio for all different genres of workout music handpicked for you while you run. Start listening now at JRadio.com. We're back. You know, one of the things we were just talking about the combination of a basketball program and a run for God program. And I can't help but think that a lot of the kids that we see in cross country uh, very often are kind of I don't I, I don't want to sound bad or condescending, but a lot of times they're awkward kids. Right. They don't they don't participate in team sports because they're just not comfortable being in team sports. And I can picture you know, sometimes I've seen it before. But my brother and I were like this when we were kids. I was I wanted to participate in every sport and do everything, and he didn't really want to do that, right? And he wanted to do some other things over here on the side. This gives some of those kids something to get involved with that's really good and healthy for them. Um, that their brother can be over there, you know, playing basketball, and I'm over here doing this running thing that maybe could be a huge thing for him one day. So. I think that's a pretty cool dynamic. I hadn't thought about that until yeah, just. We, I mean, having coached a lot of cross country runners, we see that a lot. Yeah, yeah they, it's they often don't fit other places, and and running is a great outlet for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we've been part of the the upward family now for a couple of months, right? Correct. And so, how, how's it going at this point? Uh, I think so. When we when we were setting out um, sort of our I would say go to market plan to be able to develop the, the products and the and the portfolio of experiences that runners would eventually have, I, I said to Mitchell and our leadership team, uh, let, let's set a timetable of a year because we more than getting something done quickly, we want to get it done correctly. Mm-hmm. And that when we do, that's how we do everything, actually. And so I'm really pleased with the progress that Mitchell and Travis and their teams are making towards enhancing experiences. So I think we're in a really good place with that. Uh, Mitchell mentioned the church model will come out sometime next year. We're really focusing right now on enhancing the run club and how we can grow that piece. And uh, I think it's really cool for listeners to think about the larger that the ministry gets, the more like-minded people are going to be uh, a part of it. And so um, if you have a small group of walkers, um, as we grow the ministry, you'll have more walkers. And mm-hmm. so they'll, that community can grow, and so that, that piece is, is really encouraging. So it, we're in a great place. Um, there's a lot of work in the on the back end, as Mitchell mentioned. You know, there's a lot of IT stuff, and um, you know, I, I don't profess to know anything about all that. <laughs> but we got some really smart people that, you know, we have people that write software for us, uh, write programming constantly. And I uh, thank God for all those people because without them we'd be lost. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, we're in a, we're in a great place on our timeline. That's fantastic. And the, the, yeah, those uh, those IT people talk about people who are different. They just think different, right? Yeah. I mean, they're good people. They just yeah. think different than, right. than you or I do. I could never. I could. Ne- I always said accounting was one of those things where anywhere anywhere where you got to pay attention to every little dot, mm-hmm. I'm in trouble. You don't don't get me involved. I want to tell one story before we before we get done here. Okay. Uh, when, when Run For God very first started, um, you know, I, I've always been of the opinion in, in business, you, you got to have a couple people behind you. One, you got to have a good attorney. Mm-hmm. And two, you got to have a good accountant. And uh, with with what we were doing, we also needed good graphic design because, you know, we, we've always tried to 
produce excellence. You know, mm-hmm. we, we don't let stuff go out the door, even down to Holly and Gay printing shirts. If it's a little crooked, that shirt goes in the trash can. Mm-hmm. We, we've always tried to put great stuff out there. And I'll never forget, I called my accountant. Uh, this was in the first year or so. And, and I said, Larry, I said, I need some help. I said, I need somebody to help me do the books. And I need a good graphic designer. And I want that to be the same person. And I'll never forget, he laughed at me. He laughed at yeah, me. He's like, Mitchell, he not, said, not going to happen. You don't want a creative person doing your books. Yeah. And you don't want a bookkeeper doing your graphic design. It's not the same person. My point in saying that is through the years, we have really struggled with roles you know we've we've often joked around here we don't we've never had job titles because we've all kind of jumped in and does done what needs to be done and we've we figured it out and through the years we've needed help with sales we've needed help with marketing we've needed help with accounting we've needed help with just the big picture and i, I made a comment in one of our um leadership meetings several weeks ago i said you know the thing that really sets me back in my chair and I, i'm on i'm i'm doing the leadership meetings from here so i'm on zoom or teams or whatever it is but i can see they're all around a round table and i said everybody sitting around that table have been people that we need in place for years yeah. and it's all there now yeah. and it just i don't know it's like god has kind of put a a stamp on on what we're doing that everywhere i turn it's confirmation and that yeah. moment was one of those that and i did i didn't i didn't realize it until i saw everybody sitting there and i once i got to know their names it took me a few weeks mm-hmm. to get to know everybody mm-hmm. but i got to know everybody's role in that leadership meeting and it's 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 every person that we've needed for many years yeah. and we have that now and it's yeah. only going to make the experiences for everybody else better because let's be honest if there's a glitch if there's been a glitch on the website in the past it's the guy that knows nothing about technology trying trying to get that fixed and now we have a whole team of it people who i mean they have forgotten more about it than i will ever know yeah and uh so it's gonna it's it's for that reason that the experiences from for everybody listening is only going to be enhanced going forward. Well, and I can tell you this, and, and Kevin, from, from your standpoint, I, I can tell you from the outsider coming in to, to a new group, gosh, it feels like family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and we feel so welcome and so uh, so much a part of that family so quickly. That's what amazed me is it doesn't surprise me that we get there, mm-hmm. but it surprises me that we get there as fast as we did. And, yeah. and it just feels yeah. like we're all one big family, and it's it's just fantastic. Yeah, that, thank you for that. that. That makes me feel good. That's a reflection of our culture and a reflection mm-hmm. of our people, but it's mostly a reflection of our Lord. Yeah. And you know, when you put pride aside, which we all have to do, and focus on pleasing Him, it makes it a lot easier. Yep. Sure. And kudos to you for being the the, the leader. Now, I understand, but thank but you. you're looking to to that's what you're looking at. You're looking yeah. to God. To, to lead us and uh, we're doing our best to do that for sure it's fantastic so at the end of every podcast we usually have a motivational thought of the week mm-hmm. do you have a favorite quote you would like to share well in full disclosure you sent me a note and told me you're going to ask that question the first thing i started thinking about was yogi bear and mark twain who have these all these awesome quotes but i was reminded <laughs> recently uh one of our board members david bishop uh did our devo at the beginning of our board meeting we have a devotion every every time we have a board meeting and um he was quoting out of this book and so i'm now reading this book it's by a pastor named Richard Smith. He's a, a local pastor in the upstate of South Carolina. And the name of this book is Chasing What Matters. And he's got this quote that just resonated with me. And I've been thinking about it as I've read this book over the last couple of weeks. And this is what he says. Um, what are you chasing in life? And if you find it, will it matter? Mm. Oh, wow. And as runners listening, we, we, we love running. We love the outdoors. We, we, we love God. What are we chasing in life? And if we find it, 
will it matter? And so that's a great perspective for me. I've really been thinking about that. I, I love to hunt and fish all over North America. And so I spend a lot of time doing that. And, it, and, it, and it's just a check in my spirit. You know, am I chasing the things of God? Nothing wrong with hunting or fishing. Certainly nothing wrong with running. Um, but our relationship with Christ is the most important thing in our life. And are we chasing what matters? Amen. So well put. Well, Kevin, thank you for taking the time to be here with us, for hanging out with us here in downtown Cahutta. I love it. Beautiful downtown. Population probably around 150. So, yeah. <laughs> Not many more than that. Uh, uh, but we're, we're so appreciative of being a part of uh, a part of the team, and we're looking forward to great things over the next year or two and uh, and, and going forward after that, right? Absolutely. You mentioned that all this started with Kaz, and, and he's got a little part in that, and we're hoping yes. that we can all contribute a little bit along the way where we all have an impact on folks going down the road. No doubt. No doubt in my mind that God's hands on this ministry, and I say this ministry, our ministry collectively, which is not just the three of us sitting at this table, it's everyone listening to this podcast. We're all a part of this ministry, and I'm grateful for that. So thank you for having me this morning. Amen. Well put. And until next week, may God bless every step of every run and or walk. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. Thanks, Dean. information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.